Hey, y'all. Real quick before I hit play on this episode of Familypreneur for you, I want to be sure that you know that I have a brand new podcast available for you to check out. It's called Just Marketing, and you can find it on this podcast platform. Go ahead and search for Just Marketing and hit subscribe so you don't miss anything. Then come back here and listen to this episode of Familypreneur. It'll still be here waiting for you. Welcome to Familypreneur, the podcast for parent entrepreneurs raising kidpreneurs. It's time for your weekly dose of inspiration and actionable tips to build your business and find better balance, all while strengthening your family. And now we'd like to introduce your host. She's my mom and the bomb.com, Meg Brunson. Hello, hello. Thanks for joining me for episode number 28 of the Familypreneur podcast. Today's episode is sponsored by Figure Out Facebook Live, my free mini course. You may have heard that the Facebook algorithms are changing, and Facebook is showing your business page posts even less than they used to be. If you want to give your content the best chance of getting seen, then you need to start implementing Facebook Live videos. Go to megbrunson.com slash Facebook Live to download the free workbook and access the free mini course so that you can figure out Facebook Live for your business today. And now for today's guest. She is a coach to Christian business moms who are struggling to fulfill their purpose without failing their families. She works with clients beginning their entrepreneurial journey to awaken their potential to create. She's a homeschooling mom of three and loves French press coffee and the feel of the sun on her skin. I'm really excited to welcome today, Sarah Talbert. Hey, Sarah, thank you for joining us today. Hey, thank you so much for having me. So you are currently an author and coach, and I would love to know how you discovered your first business idea. Is this where you started or did you start with doing something else? I absolutely started with something else. Um, I have been in entrepreneurship alongside my husband for a long time. Um, I have a degree in accounting, which I absolutely never use except for his business ventures. And um, I knew as a mom and um, following his entrepreneurship that I wanted to do something outside of motherhood. Um, So I started slowly stepping into it. Um, I began as a travel blogger. Um, My husband was a yacht broker at the time, and it allowed freedom to travel, and I've loved writing. So I thought, well, this is what it, this is it. This is what I'll do. And then I found it to be draining. Um, The the travel from place to place was super exciting, but the writing about facts and figures and locations was boring after a while. Um, And I found I wanted to just travel, not write about it as I'm traveling. Uh, So the next step was to almost take a step back and see what, what am, what am I good at? What are my skills? Um, What are other people saying that I'm good at? And um, people kept saying, you're such a good listener and you have all these other skills. So I started like piecing together things I had naturally done my whole life. It was like, I love helping women find their talents and their gifts and their abilities and helping them pursue that. And so as I started to do that, I was able to just 
write my whole website in a day almost because it was like, oh, all this freedom just flows out of me. So yeah, so that's kind of been part of my journey. Now, are you still able to travel as much as you enjoyed traveling before? Um, we do. This weekend, we have some travel. Not, not as much. We used to live in Florida um, and hope to get back there soon. Um, but right now, we are in Georgia. But we travel as often as time allows. Yes, it's part of who we are as a family, I believe. Is your husband still entrepreneurial? Um. Not at this point, <laughs> but yes, we, we will be, we will be soon. Um, the meeting this weekend is actually to pursue another entrepreneur journey. So yeah. Oh, that's so exciting. It's in our blood. Yeah. And it's always evolving and changing and. Absolutely. For sure. Yeah. I mean, and I don't think you really clearly find what you're going to do until you're taking those little steps of faith to see what what's next. All right. Well, that's not it, but we're going to keep going, you know? And I feel like that's so, that's such a consistent thread through, sorry, through so many entrepreneurs journeys is they're not doing what they started out doing. And you can't, it's like that interview question. When you interview for a job, everyone always wants to know, like, where do you see yourself in five years? And I feel like, an entrepreneur, especially an established one, can't answer that because nope. you just go with the flow and you change as life changes and you just don't I really know. think. Yes. And I really think if you're using your skills then and your gifts and the things you're passionate about, but it doesn't really matter what exactly you're doing, as long as you're using those same things, then you have that sense of fulfillment as you're moving forward and it can change and it, it's okay. So was there ever a time where you felt like you couldn't or wouldn't be a good entrepreneur and a good mom at the same time? How old are your kids too? Can I ask you that? Sorry. Yes. No, you're fine. Um, 11. I have an 11 year old son, a seven year old daughter and a five year old son. So boy, girl, boy. Um, I have, my husband owned a landscape company for a while and um, I did bookkeeping on the side for him, like I was saying earlier. And being an entrepreneur sometimes, well, when my youngest was first born, he had severe reflux and I kind of had to take a step back during that time and just say, give myself grace and say, it's okay to not pursue, you know, wholeheartedly the things that I want to do, but make a sacrifice for the family. And during that time, it was such a struggle for me to not create and not do and not do those things. Um, But it was a, a learning time for myself as well that, you know, my family comes first right now and entrepreneurial stuff comes second. But now that he's five and he's outgrown that, now I feel like I can fully embrace being an entrepreneur and I have those times and there's not the guilt to do entrepreneur stuff during entrepreneur time and there's not the guilt to be mom when it's time to be mom. But yeah, I think there's just seasons in life where we have to just step back and take a break and give yourself grace. 
So do you do a lot of block scheduling then? That's kind of what it sounds like, where you have like a time that's set aside specifically for work? Yes, for sure. I homeschool all three of them. Um, and so I don't know what I do without block scheduling, <laughs> but just, yeah, for sure. Setting out time that this is this. And I know from nine to noon every day that I'm not working. Um, I'm not checking Facebook. I'm not doing those types of things. Um, cause the social media can drown you, but, um, setting, setting up boundaries for myself, that are healthy, that keep my family thriving. But also I know from one to three that I'm absolutely focused on business and my kids know that. But so. It's always, uh, what's the word? Like I, I always look up so much to the people who are homeschooling and entrepreneuring. I was a homeschooling mom for a short period of time. It's It just wasn't okay. in my cards, which is fine. You know, everybody's <laughs> right. Everybody's different. No mom shaming, um, but no, absolutely not. I just, I feel like one of the questions I get asked all the time is how do you do it all? And I know you just do it like that. I don't know exactly how to answer that. You just do it. But I still yeah. have that same question. Anytime I meet somebody who's homeschooling, especially multiple kids, like, and running their business, it's like, how, you know, so I'm not going to ask you that question because it's one of the <laughs> questions I feel like you can be asked. <laughs> you do. You just do it. And I have a girlfriend who has four boys and they all have um, multiple different struggles in learning and just different things. And she says she hates that question too. She says, it's not like I chose this, that I'm going, oh, I'd love this. But um, yeah, you just wake up each day and some days are harder and some days are easier and just do the next thing in front of you. So. Now, do your kids have, have any of them like started their own business ventures or talked about wanting to have an o- their own business ha- after watching you and your husband do your own things? My oldest is always trying to sell something. Um, I have found a video of him the other day when he was about four and he had taken my phone and recorded himself and he's saying, um, this is our shed. Please come buy it for us. We will sell it to you for super cheap. And <laughs> he's just trying to like do what his father does. And um, yeah, he set up he set up a toll booth on our road one time. Oh my goodness! To make people <laughs> make people pay just to go home. He made a little bit of money from it. But, That's um, creative. That's a new one. Yeah. I don't want to. So, I'm not going to let my kids hear that though, because that'll be. <laughs> The neighbors were not, I mean, they were a good sport about it, but. (laughs) That's booth. That's awesome. Yeah, whatever to make some money. But yeah, he, um, he also, he made flyers and took them around the neighborhood to do some yard work. He made some money that way. So yeah, he's always looking for creative ways to do different things. (laughs) <laughs> That's great. So what are some things that you are currently doing in your in your coaching business that help moms or help just help people in general tackle both their entrepreneurial journey and being a mom at the same time? Um, well, I have a 12-week program that I walk women through. Um, but one of the things that I don't know that 
women necessarily know they need, but I see how it's helped is talking a lot about core values and what do you value and not wavering from those things. Um, just, uh, like if family is more important, why are you putting something else above your family? You know, so just bringing them back and laying a foundation before we start working on other coaching things, um, is, has been vital to a few women that I've worked with, you know, um, and we also tackle fear and time management because I feel like women want to serve everyone at all times, but ta- doing some of that time blocking and core values and time management, I think, are two of the biggest things that have helped women I've been working with because they just need to know it's okay to say no to some things instead of say yes, yes to everything. So, so. Core values are going to differ, right? From person to person. Like my core values aren't going to be the same as yours. So how do you figure out exactly what your core values are and how often do do they change? Like, I'm not sure what the difference necessarily may be between a core value and a goal. Yeah. So I have a core value checklist that I walk through and it's basically just a sheet of, I think it's four sheets of just different words, authenticity, um, uh, family, faith, um, genuineness. Uh, I, so just a long list of just words that, and I just ha- tell my clients, circle your top five that really call out to you that you think, oh yeah, I would not do anything to alter this concept. Um, and then everything else can kind of like fall to the wayside. But I feel like we know our core values when first off, when they can kind of, we, we feel that tension. So when as a mom, obviously family's going to come first, but if we start to feel a tension of pulling away from our family, then maybe we need to check what that other thing is. And is it more important or is my family more important? And then saying, well, it's okay to let that other thing go because family's first. And so giving women a, list of five things that they can kind of remember and keep in the back of their head, keep in their pocket um, of things. All right. These are the things I've identified as most important to me. And then they can feel free to let the other things go. You don't have to serve the PTA when your family hasn't had dinner, you know? So I, I feel like that gives them a lot of freedom. So the core values are kind of like a the base, like the building block, and then you'd still set goals on top of like goals would be consistent with your core values. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. So a goal is somewhere you want to, I mean, I see a goal is somewhere you're wanting to go and core values are kind of your foundation, your road to get there. And do you have different core values between like, do you have core values for family and core values for business or are they more on a personal level? Um, I think you can have core values. I mean, I would think that you would have the same core values for both, but you might have some extras for different ones. So I'm trying to um, think about my list to give you an example, but um, like I'm going to be authentic in my business, but 
I'm going to be authentic with my family, but I'm not necessarily sure that core value. I really have to think about being authentic with my family because I'm always with my family. Does that make sense? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Core values are one of those things that I've heard about and I honestly haven't taken the time myself personally to identify. Like I, I feel like I could tell you, you know, my family is important. Creativity is something that's important to me, but I also don't know if there's something I haven't thought of that I wouldn't identify, you know? So yeah. Well, I'll send you my list. Yeah. I might have to go through (laughs) that list. Um, Um, I also think knowing your core values is, um, can give you energy. So when you do are saying no to some of those core thing, things that don't align with who you are, I think it gives you energy instead of drained you. So I, I found some of my list. Um, consistency, determination, efficiency, elegance, enlightenment, excellence, freedom, frug- frugality. So are you frugal? Are you not frugal? I mean, there's usually one in every family, but um, <laughs> my husband's the frugal one. I think he one who is and one who isn't. So then that you have those conflict of core values, but working through some of those things to, to just um, lay that foundation to reach your goals. No, I think that's great. So I know right now your, your big focus is on one-on-one coaching right? For moms looking to begin their entrepreneurial journey. But I know you've also written a book. So I'd love if you would share some information about your book as well. Okay. Um, Yeah. So I am passionate about moms being the best moms they can be. And um, my book started out with kind of one of those pivotal entrepreneur things where I was trying to pursue different avenues and where am I best fit and um, parenting is something I'm very passionate about. And, um, I feel like moms just don't always have the best tools that they need or are looking for. And, or there's so much out there, they don't know where to go. And so I just pulled a ton of moms and was like, what are you struggling with? What, what are you, what are your biggest battles right now? And I took the top seven and I tackled them. So, Moms are saying, I feel like I'm repeating myself nonstop. Like, (laughs) I'm just always repeating myself. So I took Stop Repeating Yourself, and I did three days on how to not repeat yourself. And that one, I think, has been the biggest review comeback to me. Like, oh, my goodness, it's changed my whole family dynamic on the three things you gave me to do. so without giving talk- away your book, can you give us anything for that? Because I'm sitting here going, oh my gosh, I've got four kids. I'm saying I always finish your dinner, finish your dinner, finish your dinner, like or whatever it is. <laughs> well, I'll give you day one, but there's two more days for stop repeating yourself. Um, but it's make eye contact. So a lot of times we're in the kitchen and we're yelling down the hall, clean your room, and they're not hearing us. <laughs> they don't know how serious we are. So if we stop what we're doing, it requires them to stop what they're doing and making eye contact. And then you know that they've heard you rather than just throwing out commands and demands all the time. So so that totally makes sense, but you're right. Yeah. Or we're looking at our phone and we're telling them to stop doing what they're doing. What? What are you talking about? 
So, and I only say this because I do it. So, but if I implement my own strategies, they work (laughs) when I do. Um, But yeah, so I tackled things like stop repeating yourself, um, screen time, how we tackle that with our kids. Um, uh, Just all uh, seven days or seven topics, three days on each. And each topic has some questions that you can fill out for your own family that kind of helps get you thinking and um, processing how to work through some of them. So it's called 21 Days to Becoming a Confident Mom. That's, so it's kind of like a workbook and a right. tutorial or challenge yeah. or. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love it. Where can our listeners find out more about you? Where are you on social media and on the internet? Um, I am at sarahtalbert.com. Um, you can find me on Facebook at Confident Moms. It's a private group for moms um, looking to just be encouraged and supported and um, looking for those first steps to do I want to create? Do I want to just be a mom? Do I want uh, maybe having that just beginning nudges of wanting to do something outside of motherhood? Um, So that's at Confident Moms and also on Instagram, Growing Confident Moms. Wonderful. And I will link to... um... I have a link to both of those social media sites in the show notes, as well as I'll grab a link to your book. Is the book on your website, on Amazon? It is. It's on my website and on Amazon. Okay. Wonderful. So I'll make sure to link to those things so that people can find you. Can we just end with like, what's your number one piece of advice for a parent pursuing entrepreneurship? Don't be afraid to just start. I really think that's it. Going back to the beginning of our conversation, don't be afraid to start pursuing something and even if it's wrong uh it's wrong but at least you've got you've learned something with each thing that you do and um it gives you the confidence to keep moving forward and i think that's exactly right like it's very full circle for this conversation but start with what you're passionate about today and know that i i really struggle with failures you know but yeah it's not unusual for a business idea to fail and that's normal and it's the opportunity to course correct and yes. And keep moving forward. As long as you fail forward, you're going in the right direction. You do. I'm looking now at what I'm doing and all the things that the pieces that I gathered from each thing I tried are now allowing this thing to be so much easier. So I agree. It's like you get a piece of the puzzle, you yeah. know, every so often. Yes. You don't really know exactly. what the end picture is going to look like until you get there. Exactly. Exactly. Cool. Well, thank you so much. This has been great. I've really enjoyed chatting with you. And gosh, now I want to get that book and learn about the other secrets for getting <laughs> my kids to listen so I don't have to keep repeating myself. Um, That's right. <laughs> but I think it's I contact. Helpful. It just seems so obvious you know, but still overlooked. Yes. Yep. And And it's an easy thing to remember when you start to get frustrated. Eye contact. Oh yeah. Right. This has been wonderful. Thank you so much for making some time out of your schedule to chat with us and share so much great information with us. Well, thanks for having me.
You'll find this week's show notes at megbrunson.com slash 28. Last week, we met Dina Patton, founder of the Girls Rule Foundation and an award-winning business coach, speaker, activist, philanthropist, and best-selling author who works with leaders, women entrepreneurs, and world changers. Dina deeply believes in the power of big dreams, philanthropy, greatness, and entrepreneurship, and her mission is to ignite greatness in women, girls, and leaders worldwide. If you missed that episode, make sure that you go back and give it a listen. Next week, we'll meet Dr. Ashley Bandywad. She's the founder of STEM Chef. She holds a PhD in engineering from Dartmouth, a master's in biotechnology from Germany, and a bachelor's in engineering that she earned in India. Previously, she had dedicated a decade of her life working on renewable energy, then took it upon herself to reimagine education by launching STEM Chef for the benefit of the future generations. That's an episode that you definitely don't want to miss, so be sure to double-check, make sure that you're subscribed to the podcast now so that you don't miss that alert next week. Thanks, guys. Have a great week, and I'll see you soon. Bye. Don't miss my mom's next episode. Subscribe to the Familypreneur podcast and automatically get access to the newest episodes every week. Every week.